Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. A Scottish football podcast that isn't obsessed with just two teams. Niche nonsense. Or surprisingly brilliant. You decide. The Terrace Scottish Football Podcast. The cult Scottish Football Podcast now adapted into a hit TV show. Search the Terrace Scottish Football Podcast on your chosen podcast player now. To a very special edition of the Spurs show. As you know, during lockdown, we've been talking to some wonderful players who have played for the great club. Uh, and I'm delighted to have another one with us today. Well over 100 appearances for the club, 11 goals. Please welcome Naheem. How are you? Hello. How are you, mate? I'm very well. Thank you so oh, much fine, for joining you. us. How? What's the latest in Spain and the lockdown? Are things easing slightly? Yeah, a little bit. Well, we can uh, go out and have a drink on a terrace with, uh, you know, keeping the distance. Mm-hmm. And uh, we do, you can, uh, you know, you can go for a walk. Uh, now it's a bit easier, but, uh, you know, still you can't go to the restaurants. So, mm-hmm. And you can't, tra- you can't travel, uh, you know, around around the country. But, uh, well, it's, uh, it's easy enough uh, for people just to, just to, go, to get out and uh, get some fresh air. I can imagine, because the weather must be really hot already. Yeah, absolutely. I'm now in Saragossa, yeah. and mm-hmm. it's already, uh, really hot. And, uh, well, and now it is summer is coming, uh, coming soon, and uh, you know what Spain like. And... Yes. Absolutely. Wonderful. Yep. Well, let's let's start talking about your career. I'd like to start um, a long, t- a way, way back when you were only 12 years old. Uh, you obviously left your, your hometown and you joined the Barcelona Youth Academy, La Masia. What was that like? It's such an experience, so young, leaving your family uh, and going to a, a different town uh, to join the famous uh, Barcelona Youth Academy. What was that like? 
Well, that was a big change for me, you know, mm-hmm. just uh, was just a little kid from uh, from a, a very small town, and uh, well, and uh, have a chance to, you know, to join the club like Barcelona, one of the biggest clubs in the in the world. Was uh, well, first of all, was a dream come true mm-hmm. because I wanted to be a footballer since uh, you know uh, I was really, really, really. Young, but uh, the change for me it was it was big because uh, you know I never I, was, I never traveled uh, anywhere and uh, obviously to to be in La Masia for with uh, you know great players uh, at that time and uh, it was uh, you know good learning for for me just uh, you know the learn the values of that of that La Masia with uh, with you know, one of the biggest club in the world that was. Uh, um, good, good change, uh, big change, but it was a very, very good uh, change because I was on my own. I had to, you know, to grow up so quick, and uh, yeah. it was uh, uh, there were there were great time anyway because, you know, we we used to go to school in the morning, uh, mm-hmm. then in the afternoon go training, and uh, you you could see you know basketball, handball, hockey, and uh, see a lot of football. And obviously, for a for a young boy like like me, that was you know a, a dream come true. When could you go home and see your family? We, did you go home at the weekends, or were you sort of staying? No. How long did you had to stay there? Yeah, not at all, because uh, you know my my hometown is uh, is in, in North Africa. It's a yeah. small Spanish town in North mm. Africa, and uh, and now you 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 know it's, it's easy to, to to travel because you know the, you know trains mm. are different, the flights a lot. Plenty of flight and everything, mm-hmm. but you know at that age, because I, I, I came to Barcelona in '82, mm-hmm. and uh, you know I, I couldn't travel at home. I mean, I used to travel in the like in Christmas uh, and mm-hmm. the summer. The only two, you know, two times that I could uh, I could um, go home and, and see the family. Wow, that's incredible! It must be quite tough. Putting not so much was, for it, you, putting more was, your family. Your family must yeah. have missed you a lot. It was. Yeah. I was on the phone all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to see the cost of your phone bills. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> um, you obviously played, uh, you rose through the ranks there uh, for the C team, uh, the yeah. B team. Yeah. Finally, the first team in, in 1987. And, and Spurs fans will know that obviously Terry Venables, who's associated with Tottenham, was yeah. the first team coach there from 1984 to 1987 was it was it terry that gave you your first team debut at barca yeah yeah well it was yeah it was the you know the coach that gave me a chance to to play in the in the first team uh, i was in playing the barcelona b and wow. uh, it was this small cup here in uh, in, in spain uh, and in uh, i used to give me a chance to play that Competition uh, for, with the with the first team, uh, with uh, great players like Arilnek, uh, Marcus, uh, Steve Archibald, and uh, Ber Schuster. Uh, that was another another big uh, step for me to you know to prove myself that I could play you know, uh, on that level. Absolutely. When you were uh, like 12, 13, 14 at La Masia, which other players uh, of the same age group? Uh, also became a professional. Anyone else? Uh, uh, any other Spanish players that we yeah. might, might be aware of? Yeah, well, it was Pep Guardiola was there. Oh wow! Uh, a little bit, 
Yeah, it was a bit younger than me, Pepe Guardiola. Mm -hmm. uh, Guillermo Amor, uh, it yeah. was uh, it was there as well. Tito Villanova, that was uh, you know the coach uh, Barcelona first team coach that died about you know, about two or three years ago. Uh, it was uh, it was there, and uh, you know a few a few more players, Cristobal. And that was mm -hmm. uh, right back for for Barcelona, and then uh, he was there as well. And you know, a few few of them, they mm -hmm. they made it in, into the first team, and they become uh, you know very very good player, international players. Well, we know now Guardiola that she's uh, the Manchester City coach, and uh, but as a player, it was a different class player, and a lot of talent in that in La Masia. They you know they always looking uh, for uh, for. Um, players that they're good with the ball yeah absolutely i mean obviously there your chances were quite limited were you were you looking to uh move abroad or were you uh originally looking to maybe join a, 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 a another spanish team to get in the first team when how, how did the move to spurs even happen well uh, uh you know when the you know Cerevano was sacked. Uh, Luis Aragonés, uh, he, he became the, the first uh, team manager. Okay, and then he, he, he's been sacked as well uh, in 80, 88, 87, 88. And uh, uh, Tohan uh became the, the first, first team coach uh, of Barcelona. And he wants me to, to, to play on, on loans uh, uh, Somewhere else, uh, you know, he wanted me to, to play in Cadiz. I said, well, uh, I, I, I don't want to go to, to Cadiz. It was first uh, first division team, but, uh, right. you know, it, it, but it wasn't the team that suited my, my football. And uh, what he said to me, well, you know, if you're not going to, to Cadiz, you, you're not, you can't train with, uh, with the first team. And I was, well, you know, training wow. on my own about, about three months. And wow. when Terry Van was, he, he found out that uh, you know I wasn't in the, in the squad. Even, even trying in the squad, he, he asked me if you want, want me to, to to join Spurs. I said straight away, I said yes, of course. <laughs> you know, and it's uh, uh, it's been really important in my in my career. Give me the chance to to play at the highest level. And uh, and my first season at Spurs, if you remember, it was it was on loan. In, yes, uh, in '88. Yeah, uh, mm. 88, 89, I think it was. Or, yes. Yeah, and that's right. And uh, it was, you know, it was great for me to to have a chance to to play in you know, one of the biggest clubs in Europe, and, and that was that was Tottenham. Mm. What was it like? Was it? Um, and you you just said before you moved from a very small town to La Masia. Now, yeah. Now and now you're moving abroad to London. Yeah. Uh, Completely different culture. Uh, how easy was it to, to fit in? I mean, uh, it was easier for me because, first of all, uh, you know, I had uh, a manager or mm. coach that he, he wants me. That first thing. Yeah. And I think uh, the quality of that team, you know, the players like Chris Waddle, uh, Paul Gascoigne, uh, Vinny Samuel, David House, Gary Mabbott, Sarifanik, Paul Walsh. Or Stewart. It was it was easy for me to you know they suit my football because uh, you know historically Tottenham they always say you know play the ball on the ground and mm. try to, to to play good football. Um, the only thing it was you know uh, it's just I, I couldn't speak any a, a word of English. Right. <laughs> I remember and 
I, mean, I used to live with Gaza in a hotel, and uh, you know, my my first three months, he was uh, used to take piece of me. Of that. <laughs> you were learning, and, you, were, uh, but you, you weren't learning English. You were learning Geordie yeah, from yeah, uh, Gaza. But, you know, I, I learned, <laughs> but I learned the language uh, in, a, in a, about two or three months. I could, you know, I could uh, yeah. manage myself with uh, with the language with English. And uh, but yeah. uh, in the football always was was easier because uh, it was a very very good team, you know, to to shoot my the, the way I understand the, the game. Mm. It was quite a young team because um, the season you joined was also the season that Paul Gascoigne came in, Paul yeah. Stewart came to. Spent Goodley Bergson. I think Chris Hewton was the longest serving player then, yeah, followed by right. Gary Mabbott, yeah. Gary Stevens. What was the dressing room like when you joined? Was there a belief that this group of players could progress and, and do something special? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I remember when I first started playing that now, was I think in February. Uh, I started playing against uh, Norwich. Norwich. They, they yeah. were. Yeah, there was top table, and we won the game two uh, one. Mm-hmm. And then I scored the goal against Southampton uh, away, uh, and then pitch shooting. Yeah, well, actually, we've got yeah. we've actually yeah. got uh, a clip here of your first goal for Spurs. So let's listen now. And Tottenham looking to play their way out of trouble, not betraying their natural instincts, even on the soggiest pitch of the season. And Waddle. Stole the yard on Statham and scored in superb fashion. Danny Watts, Shearer on the chase, Torsvets come, and that was a bad foul. The card is yellow, it could easily have been red. Waddle, they just don't know how to stop him. Still Waddle, how does he do it? Well, it was Osman who stretched a leg over which Waddle finally fell. Well, it's Naeem placing the ball and taking the free kick quickly and perfectly. His first goal for Spurs, a superb free kick. There we are, that was your first goal uh, in Tottenham Colours. Going back to the Norwich game, your debut yeah. at White Hart Lane... Uh, what was it like now to run out in front of probably 36,000 fans? It must have been incredible. That was unbelievable. You know, the atmosphere in in in, in, in White Hart Lane, it was just, uh, for me to play in that ground, it was, it was unbelievable. You know, great atmosphere. They, you know, they were cheering my, my name and, uh, you know, behind the team, the, the 90 minute of the game. And it was for me to just, uh, you know, it was a different culture. You know, we, we know what uh, you know. English fans like you know they always sing mm. in the ninety minutes, and, and yeah. for me it was just great to to be you know on the pitch to, to play in that atmosphere. It was uh, really it wasn't that hard because I right. had uh, very good players uh, you know alongside of, uh, of me, and uh, at the same time the, the you know the atmosphere was uh, was unbelievable. You got your next goal in a really good 3-0 home win against West Ham. And and let's remind listeners of that goal now. Finding Waddle, about three minutes to half-time now. And Naeem on the end of that one from Waddle. And Naeem has made it! Well, he was well marked, or appeared to be, by Potts. 
we actually finished sixth uh, in that season, which wasn't bad. Um, yeah. Although it is probably tempered by the fact our big rivals, Arsenal, won the title that year. When yeah. you when you arrived to England, how quickly did you find out how big that rivalry was between the two teams in London? I mean, I mean, the first game I played against them. I mean, that that week, you know, uh, read newspapers and uh, you know, talk to my teammates, uh, talk to you know, with Terry Vanderbals, and uh, and I knew that was that was the biggest game of the season. You know, you have to to win the Ganas, whatever happened, and yeah. <laughs> and uh, you know, I had that rivalry here when I was Barcelona playing against Espanyol or against mm-hmm. uh, Real Madrid, and uh, and it was like that. Yeah. And obviously, it was uh, you know a different type of game, you know, very intense, uh, very tough. You know, uh, Arsenal at that time they they had uh, a good team, uh, a lot of internationals players play for you know national side and. But uh, we managed. We managed to to win uh, a few games against them. <laughs> mm. Yeah, I mean, your first full season, uh, which was 1989, 90 season. Gary Lineker came from from Barcelona. Uh, Steve yeah. Sedgley joined, and Pat Van den Howe. Uh, Van den Howe. Three uh, three very big personalities, very different uh, personalities. What what, yeah. what were they like uh, in the dressing room? Well, I, I knew Gary Neneca from uh, yes. when I was at uh, Barcelona. And, uh, well, Steve Sedgley was very young at that time. And uh, it was, you know, he is a Spurs fan uh, when he was, uh, he was a kid. And and Pat Vandenhaal is uh, a character. Was, uh, yeah. <laughs> that, he's he he's was, been on the uh, show. He, he, he yeah, really is. Very, yeah. Yeah, very nice guy. Uh, good-hearted man. Very tough when he when he when he got into the pitch, it was just so competitive. Steve Sedgley, you know, and the dressing room was really funny with Gaza. They always, you know, making you know jokes and uh, uh, having a good atmosphere in uh, in that dressing room with both of them. And well, yeah. and Gary Lineker, and Gary Lineker, you know, he was uh, just a gentleman. He was uh, very professional. You know, and always talking to to us to to you know. True teachers about you know what uh, what it's like about about this game in in, in that country. He used to talk a lot but to me. I used to go to his uh, his house with uh, his ex-wife Michelle, and uh, it was uh, you know the guy that helped me a lot when I my, my first season. Oh, that's nice to hear. I mean, obviously, the first part of that season, Vinny Samway seemed to be preferred uh, instead of you, but you got your chance in January, and then you really cemented yeah. your place in the side. For the rest of the season, and, and in that uh, time, there were some big wins at home against Liverpool, uh, Chelsea, yeah. and Manchester United. We also had a very good run in the League Cup. I think we eventually went out to Nottingham Forest, and many people think that was maybe our best performance. We went to Old Trafford and beat Manchester United three 0 and you scored again. Here, here's a clip yeah. of those goals. He's looking towards the bench. Howells. Naeem played. The perfect conclusion for a team and a tactical triumph for Tottenham Hotspur. And Naeem, who laboured hard 
in the overall cause down the left-hand side was able to measure up a volley here that sped past Leighton, perfectly placed. We then finished uh, third that season uh, and also uh, uh, above Arsenal, uh, which was uh, very, very impressively. But obviously the 1990-91 uh, season will, will go down in Tottenham history. Let's discuss that after this very short break. If you want an e-bike that doesn't look like it's made for the shopping precinct, something that's less Mr Bean and more Steve McQueen, check out the range of bikes from London-based Cooler King. From dope 250-watt city bikes to Harley Bobber-inspired 750-watt beasts that can tear your face off while leaving your smile intact. Cooler Kings are made in limited numbers, yet highly affordable. Check them out now on the web at cooler.bike or find them on Instagram with hashtag CoolerKingBike. Cooler.bike. E-bikes that are cool AF. In the 1990-91 season, again, you started this season in the team. That must have been a very uh, important for your, your confidence. We were unbeaten in our first 10 games. And I think that season you played 32 of the league games. Do you think that was probably your best season because you were now, uh, you know, first choice effectively? Yeah, that was important for me to, you know, to, to have the chance to start uh, um, every single game. And uh, mm. Uh, it was uh, it was you know, just uh, understood about and I learned about the you know the culture of, uh, of the English football and uh, I'd just been uh, you know stronger as well as a as a player yes. more more confidence and at the same time you know we uh, we had uh, Gaza with uh, you know with mature Gaza with. A little bit more mature, no, not not much. But uh, <laughs> in, in, in football was, my football was, was just uh, unbelievable. I remember that season he took us to the FA, FA Cup final. Uh, you know, playing a really, really unbelievable season. He was just flying. And what about um, Gary Lineker? You know, mm-hmm. it was for a for a midfielder to have that kind of striker, it was for me. It was so easy. I just put my head up, and he was just making runs all the time. Very clever runs, and we had, uh, you know, a very good understanding with uh, with both of them. Your first, I mean, your first two goals of the game for Spurs was that season at home to Coventry City. We were two 0 down. Let's listen yeah. now to your goals again. Spurs are back in it, and a good finish too from the Spaniard Nahim. Two one at half time. And the Spurs boss, Terry Venables, clearly has words with his side and they raise the pace and quality of their game in the second half. Walsh doing exceptionally well here. And when he floats the ball in, Naheem is there for his second and the Spurs equaliser. Spurs two, Coventry two. Also, um, at the same time, you, you scored another important goal uh, in a 3-3 draw at home to Everton. And, and here is that goal now. 
but it's Spurs who have the last word. Another great goal as well. Watch for Nahim, the Moroccan-born Spaniard, picking it up wide there on the left, cuts inside, and a great curler beyond Neville Southall. And then obviously, um, you mentioned before there the FA Cup. Um, you started uh, in in the round games. You started in the fourth uh, round game against Oxford, uh, the fifth round game against Portsmouth, and the uh, sixth round game against Notts County, which was a huge game. Um, yeah. And we went 1-0 down, and you got the all-important equaliser. Let's remind people of that game now. Essentially goes forward to the far side of the area. Mavic's there as well. Short to Naeem. Oh, it's got in. Off short, I think, number four. Naeem will probably claim it. Spurs have equalised. It was Naeem's shot, but I think it went in off number four. Poor Craig Short. Naeem makes room to drive it. And that, yes... It's in off the post as well, an agonising goal for Notts County, but a priceless one for Spurs. Uh, Gaza in that Notts County game we had just heard, he got the winner. Uh, what was he like off the pitch? Because we've heard stories from Eric Torsved, Chris Waddle, Gary Mabbott about some of his pranks off the pitch. Do you have any, any recollections, any stories about Gaza uh, and his <laughs> pranks off the pitch? Pitch. <laughs> well, uh, I have I have a, I have a few. I have a few in a hotel. I have in the you know on the training ground. I remember we, we had the you know a fan called John Coberman. He used to go to to the training ground to to watch the you know the training every nearly every day. And and one day he just brought a caravan that he bought to his <laughs> to his dad. <laughs> and uh, you know, yes, he, he has that guy, John Coleman, poor guy. He was, you know, it was about um, maybe sixty or fifty a lot. And he, he asked him to to get some something uh, from from the caravan in the top of the caravan. And when the you know when Johnny went to the top of the caravan, he, he started the you know started the caravan and, and started driving the caravan all over the place with the guy in top of it. <laughs> and he took him you know on the road and he's in the training ground and and this kind of thing. It was just every single day. You know he had to do some something because you know just to love that you know making jokes and and, and laugh all the time. It was a big, yeah. it was a, you know a genius. It was a genius. He was just uh, the guy that he was different than, than anyone. Yeah, well, that's wonderful. I mean, that, that's again around this time after the uh, sixth round. You was you were starting in all the league games, but then when it came to the semi final against Arsenal, Vinnie Samways was preferred. Was that tough to take? Um, you know, massive game at Wembley against our rivals. We discussed, and then Terry decided. Uh, Tactically, to put Vinny in instead of you. Yeah, of course. It's, uh, it was uh, you know a tough a tough decision for mm -hmm. for, for me not not to start. Uh, probably one of the biggest games in my career at that time. Uh, and uh, well, uh, but but you have to take it as a professional. Mm -hmm. uh, we know what Vinny Samuels like. Great player, you know, uh, very good with the ball. Very lovely, sweet left foot. And well, I just uh, you know. Again, uh, waiting to, to to get my chance, but uh, very very tough tough uh, time to 
to play against the you know the biggest rivals. Uh, you always love to to play against against Arsenal, but but uh, sometimes you know the, the coaches or the managers they they take decisions uh, thinking for the best of the of the team and uh, and uh, what happened. Because I mean, obviously Arsenal that season were going for the double. They'd already won the league. League. Uh, we were the big, big underdogs going into the game. What were your memories of the build-up and obviously the game and obviously you on the bench at the time seeing uh, our amazing start to that game? Yeah, well, uh, for, I, I just wanted to, to get into the game. I remember yeah. you know, I just wanted to get, to, to get in. But uh, the team the, the, you know, were playing really, really very good. You know, we... We all played the uh, Arsenal on that game, and uh, to see you know the Gaza how how he performed that that game, and uh, and Gary Lineker, which is uh, you know uh, we were really uh, you know in a good shape and that in good form in that that part of the season, and and that's why you know we we, we beat them three one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was uh, what, what what was a wonderful game for all the yeah, supporters absolutely. as well. Uh, um, but obviously then we, we then faced uh, Nottingham Forest a very good side uh, in the final uh, you'd played and scored against them in the league only two weeks before the final but, but again uh, Terry decided to sort of stick effectively with the team that started against Arsenal how tough was yeah. that then to be told that you weren't starting in an FA Cup final yeah that was you know uh, at that time was the toughest day in my life I can imagine. Uh, you know, as, as as a professional, uh, because that was the biggest game, biggest game ever to play in Wembley, my final FA Cup final. Everyone all around the world were, were watching that that game and not starting it. And I used to 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 start every single game. But as I said before, you know, that the Gaffer decision was, and uh, and I spoke to him, uh, you know, two days before I spoke to mm. to Sarri. I said, what's going on? And why, why I'm not? Playing anymore, or I said uh, that's my decision. I think this is the best thing for 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 the team, uh, and that's it. And I had you know to take that and to mm. to keep uh, um, to wait for for my chance. Well, your chance came very very early because obviously yeah, well, Gaza, Gaza should yeah. have been sent off twice, but obviously was stretched off. Uh, you know, very very early in the first half. You obviously then came on. They scored immediately. Yeah. Even a free kick that uh, obviously there was a push on Gary Mappert in the wall. Um, we then had a goal disallowed for offside, which wasn't offside. We then uh, uh, Gary Lineker missed a penalty. Uh, what was said at half time? Because I know what was said at half time because it looked like everything was going against us. Yeah, but we weren't playing badly. We weren't playing badly. Yeah. You know, the thing is that, uh, you know, uh, Terry Vermeer said to us, "Well, we have to keep doing this. You know, we have to to keep pressing, pressing up. You know, Forest. You know, they had a great, very, very good team, very good passing team. Yes. Uh, but uh, we were really playing, uh, playing, playing well. And you know, you said uh, we had the goal disallowed for for Gary Neke. Gary, Gary missed the penalty as well. But we we had uh, a few chances." I remember Eric Forsberg, you know, he made a really good save as well. Uh, but uh, it was a tough game. We were playing against uh, one of the best teams that that season. That was Nottingham Forest. Uh, I mean, the second half, well, the second half, we were very, very good. And obviously your pass right. 
your past released Paul Allen for Paul Stewart's yeah. goal. Let's listen now to that goal and the winner. But a quick shot of Paul Walsh there. But here's Paul Allen and Paul Stewart with a chance for Spurs. And the equaliser. Paul Stewart scores. And Spurs are back in the cup final. Naeem got the ball across to Paul Allen, who really made inroads there. Lineker was one side of him, but Stewart was the other. And Stewart, coming in from the angle, drives that with great accuracy and venom. Past the right hand of Crossley and into the far corner. And Paul Stewart, who scored Spurs' first FA Cup goal at Blackpool in the third round. Corner to Spurs. In goes Stewart. Oh, a chance at the far side. It's in. An own goal, I think. I think it was Des Walker actually got the last touch. It went in off a forest player. And Spurs are in the lead for the first time in this cup final from the corner. the misfortune to put the ball in his own net. There you are. I, I believe you, tell, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think I'm right. You were the first Spanish player to win an FA Cup medal. That's right. Yeah. That's right. The first what, a, what an achievement. And what, yeah. First, first ever Spanish player to win a yeah. FA Cup medal. What was the reaction like at home? Because this was an era where kind of everyone watched the FA Cup final. So what was it like for your family? Did any of your family come to London to see the game? Yeah, my father. My father he came uh, to to London to 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 watch the game, and uh, and it was you know it, it was a dream come true for my father. You know, he, yes. he never travelled ab abroad. Right. He, he never saw you know uh, a game in uh, in England, an English game, and uh, that atmosphere at Wembley. It was uh, it was uh, crazy for you know for him, and he really really enjoyed it. And uh, we won that game, and uh, well, and, and, and afterwards, just uh, it was, you know, uh, so happy uh, about what happened. Yeah, it must have been amazing. Uh, you know, unfortunately, yeah. sort of behind the scenes, behind the things, things, things were sort of going wrong financially with the club. Obviously, Gaza was injured and then sold. Uh, Terry yeah. Venables sort of was trying to by the club and went upstairs. And then Peter Shreves came in to coach the team. Uh, how did you get on with Peter? Well, um, not as good as with Terry. <laughs> but, uh, you know, we, with all the respect, you know, we were just, just, uh, just being a professional, trying, uh, uh, trying my best. And obviously, you know, he didn't uh, believe in in me uh, like uh, like Terry Venables, but uh, at the end, you know, I, I played a lot of games with uh, yes, a lot of games with him. Yeah, yeah, you, you, you did play a lot of games. I mean, we, I mean that season, I think in the league was a bit disappointing. We finished fifteenth, but but now you had your first taste of European football because we yeah. were in the Cup Winners' Cup. Obviously, we're taught later a tournament that you'll always be connected with. But in that particular uh, year, I think we got past um, Spark has a stock around Austria and then had your yeah. split 
and then Porto. And then we went out to we went out one nil on aggregate to Feyenoord of Holland. Do you remember any of those European games? Yeah, of course I, I remember those games. It was you know. Uh, I think it was the, the first season that uh, you know the English football the, they got back to, to That's Europe. That's right. Think, or, yes. Yeah, you're and, right. Uh, yeah, and they were a really, really big night in uh, in uh, playing uh, European football. Of mm. course, that that was uh, you know uh, important uh, to for me to to prove myself that uh, you know I could uh, perform and I could compete in those kind uh, of games and. Uh, well, uh, Feyenoord, uh, at the end, we were lucky uh, not to get mm. to get through, but uh, we had a really good, uh, you know, good run uh, in that that year, yeah. in that season. Yeah, I mean, the following season, 1992 to 93, Terry kind of came back and was sharing responsibilities with Doug Livermore, and lots more players came in: Darren Anderton, Teddy Sheringham, yeah. Nick Barmby, Dean Austin, Sol. Campbell all made their debuts so it looked like a new side was being built um, you missed the first part of that season but you came back uh, and your and it was your first start back at home probably your best goal for Tottenham in a 2-0 win against Liverpool let's let's listen to that goal now Liverpool were looking to continue their recent good run at the expense of Tottenham just over an hour gone and Mike Marsh brought down Naeem Spurs tried to take it quickly, but Worcester ref Graham Ashby was having none of it. Marsh's foul, though, was to prove expensive. Of course, when it all settled down and the free kick was eventually taken, Spurs, or rather Naeem, conjured a goal out of absolutely nothing. No apparent danger until Naeem struck a stunning volley. His first goal of the season, David James powerless. And Spurs enjoying the moment. Not surprisingly, that inspired Spurs. They attacked Liverpool with renewed vigour. Teddy Sheringham's cross was deflected by Mark Wright. James tried unsuccessfully to prevent the ball going over the line for a corner. And the ex-Watford man was only moments away from another major setback. Because when the corner was taken by Naeem, James caught out of position and Neil Ruddock headed in number two. A great moment for Ruddock, his first goal for Spurs. And all this on a day when he'd lost the captaincy to Gary Mavick. Uh, do you remember that goal well against Liverpool? Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, that was one of the <laughs> that was one of the best goals in my career. You know, yeah. to 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 get that that volley past yeah. uh, James, it was uh, yeah. it was yeah. you know first of all was the one nil one nil, I think it was the one nil uh, yeah. goal. Um, yeah. You know, I, I wasn't playing that that much, and from that from that game on, I you know I started playing with the. You know, regularly with uh, into into yeah. the squad. I just got into the squad regularly. But that goal, it was uh, for me one of the you know the highlights of my of my career. Absolutely, you know, to 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 win that game against Liverpool because Liverpool they were really really hard to beat, and and it's, at the same time to score that kind of goal. But uh, uh, of course, I remember uh, you know I, I see it sometimes in you know in YouTube and yeah. and they, they put it in you know, in the media like Twitter or something, and sometimes they they yeah. put it in you know Spurs fans in the yes. into the media. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember right. awfully, absolutely. And then we obviously I think we finished ninth that season, but again we. He had a, uh, a very promising FA Cup run, and I'm sure many, many listeners will remember we went to Manchester City for a big uh, fifth round tie, and we were, yeah. we, were, we were wonderful that day. We played them off the park, winning 4-2, and you got your first hat-trick. Let's, uh, let's listen to that game now. 
memories of that Manchester City game. My memories was there was a lot of crowd trouble uh, before the game, yeah. after the game. They, I think their fans ran on the pitch and ran towards our Spurs fans. It was a That's crazy, right. crazy day. But I mean, yeah. I think we played so well that day, didn't we? Yeah, absolutely. You know, we uh, outplayed the Manchester City at that game. You know, I, I'm not a guy that scored, uh, scored many goals, but uh, you know, that game, uh, you know, I was uh, really in good form and uh, I tried to get in, into the box. You know, the boss asked me to just get near the box if you've got quality to it, you know, to, to be near near the box to, you know, to, to give a pass or, or to score goals. And, well, I had the, I had the chances to to score the goals. I remember my, my first one was, uh, you know, a strike from the outside, outside the box. Mm-hmm. Yeah, got through the legs of uh, Gary Mabbott, uh, and the second, the second one, I think uh, it was, uh, you know, I had uh, really just to push, push the ball into, into the, into the net. But uh, at that game, I just tried to get uh, into, into the box. And the last one was, uh, you know, from uh, across from Paul Allen, and just got the ball and put it in the, you know, in the bottom corner. Uh, that was crazy for me. You know, yeah. I scored a hat trick. I still, I still got the ball in my in my house. <laughs> oh, have you? Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, that's good. I mean, you finally then started uh, in the next semi final against Arsenal, which I think we were very, very unlucky not to win. I think we played as well in that game than we did in '91. What are your memories of that semi final defeat? Oh, well, uh, uh, they, they were really, really tough. Uh, you know. Mm. It was a tough um, game, but uh, well, we had the, 
a really you know good team with uh, you know young young players, and uh, it wasn't it wasn't easy. It wasn't easy, but uh, you know uh, that was uh, uh, a very very tough tough game. I remember that. Mm, it was indeed, and you, then um, I mean, just before that game, actually, your was your last goal for Spurs uh, in a fair enough. You, your first game was against Norwich, and your last goal was against Norwich What's that in against a five-one yeah. win. Uh, you'd at yeah. this stage uh, already, uh, you'd already agreed a deal to take you back to Spain and Zaragoza. Were you looking to leave England at the state at this stage? What was the story behind you leaving Tottenham? Well, the story about about me leaving, I just uh, wanted to to try uh, myself in the in the Spanish league. You know, I didn't mm. have the the chance the chance with uh, with Barcelona. I had a really good spell with uh, with Spurs, but uh, you know, in my mind was you know trying to prove myself that uh, I could play in a, in another big league uh, in uh, in Spain. And when I had a chance to to go to Zaragoza, that's uh, like. My ex-teammate from Barcelona, Victor Munoz, he, mm-hmm. he he came and uh, you know he asked me if you want me to join Barcelona. I, I spoke to Terry Vermos, mm-hmm. uh, and well, uh, he said to me, you know, the, the fans they're not going to be happy to for you leaving. But uh, you know, I said, please, I just want to prove myself. The uh, if mm-hmm. we can, uh, you know, can make it in the Spanish league as well. Mm. Well, I mean, you um, you 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 obviously. Uh, when you got to Zaragoza, you won the Copa del Rey, uh, beating Celta yeah. Vigo on penalties. You took a, you took one of those penalties, didn't you, in the final? Yeah, I took the second one. Yeah, uh-huh. that's right. And we, that, we scored, the, you know, we scored the, you know, the five of them, and yeah. uh, they missed one, but I, I, I took the second one. Yeah. Yeah, fantastic, and that obviously uh, got you in back into the uh, European Cup Winners' Cup. Obviously, another. Highlight of your career. Uh, again, uh, fine enough. Um, in the quarterfinals of that competition, you beat Feyenoord, who'd obviously knocked you out uh, when you played at Tottenham in the same uh, competition. And then you beat Chelsea fourth uh, yeah. through an aggregate in the semi-finals. Do you remember those two games still? Yes, I uh, remember perfectly. Uh, you know, both both uh, you know uh, games. You know, I guess I guess Feyenoord. We had the you know the best game. Uh, on the run of the Cup Winners Cup, and we we, we lost that game one nil. Mm-hmm. Larson scored the goal, uh, yeah. but hope, but back home in Zaragoza, we, we won the you know the game two nil, and uh, it was unbelievable atmosphere in the, in, in in La Romareda. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I remember Pardeza scored the first goal, and uh, Juan Schneider. Uh, Schneider, yes, the, the second one, Schneider, yeah. But the goal that was the final goalkeeper. He had a really, really very good save. But the toughest uh, game was uh, at um, Stamford Bridge, sorry, mm. uh, against uh, against Chelsea because we we beat, we beat them three 0 at home. But mm. uh, uh, you know what? It's like uh, the old old Stra- uh, um, Stamford Bridge. It was really tough pitch uh, mm. and tough uh, you know ground to to play. Glenn uh, Holder was the play manager at that time. Yeah. Uh, and they had a really very physical team, you know. I remember mm. the striker was fallen. Yes, the, the striker, and uh, it was, uh, it was, you know, we lost that game three-one. But uh, mm. at wow. the end, you know, when you play in Europe uh, and to have a chance to to go to go through, you have to to score a goal away from home, and that mm. uh, that that was our our goal. 
you know, to to score just one goal, and that's where what we did. But uh, I remember, you know, that game was really, really, really tough. Mm-hmm. But it was amazing. Then you, you reached the final in Paris, and again you're playing an English team, Arsenal, who obviously you know very, very well. Yeah. Do you think before? the game with the build up the game do you think your knowledge of English football especially playing Arsenal so much helped your teammates at all well I I, um, I, I hope so because I spoke uh, a lot to, you know with my teammates about every single player the mm-hmm. way they, they they used to play the game the way David Seaman used to you know to be in, in goal and uh, there was the, you know the the cup winners cup well, um, in last season, in the season mm, before. That's right, they beat Valencia. Uh, yeah. yeah, that's right. And mm. uh, well, I said to them, please, whatever happened, we have to win this game, <laughs> not just for us and for Saragossa fans, and we have to do it for the Spurs fans, please, mm. because I had a call from uh, you know Spurs fans that that week, <laughs> and uh, you know my, with my, from my my teammates uh, as well, and uh, you know wishing me luck mm. and uh, I remember that you know that week training I said mm. to Santiago Aragon and Gaspar yet that they were midfielders playing alongside of me just look you know look David Seaman that he plays you know off the line you know, a lot you know he used to, to play like a sweeper I used to do it really well but uh, the most important thing is uh, I had to win that game, not only for me, for myself, for my family, and for the Saragossa fan. Uh, I had to win it for the Spurs fan as well. Yes, look, I mean, I mean, the, the goal in the dying seconds will always go down as one of the most extraordinary goals ever seen, let alone in a major European final. And obviously, as you just mentioned, it was even sweeter for us Spurs fans, because you did it against Arsenal. Let's listen now to everyone's favourite non-Spurs football moments. The took David Seaman's goal down to the right-hand end. Arsenal made it to the left. Naeem going for glory from long range and Seaman struggling. I say! Naeem, the former Tottenham player, has won the Cup Winners' Cup for Real Zaragoza with a most extraordinary goal. Cup encounters with Arsenal scoring a dream goal but when Arsenal wake up in the morning it will really have happened and Seaman got one desperate hand on the ball but couldn't keep it out it's a miracle goal and it's the last moment in this incredible European adventure for Arsenal at the end of our our most curious season Real Zaragoza victorious over Chelsea in the semi-finals have now beaten Arsenal in the final and there is no happy ending to the incredible story of Arsenal's season 
<laughs> what are your memories? <laughs> what are your memories? I mean, it is, uh, it's one of those goals that I can, and I do, I watch it over and over again. It, it's incredible, the fact, the way you sort of flick up and hit it, uh, and it, it goes in. What are your memories of, of that split second when you, you tried that shot? Well, uh, I remember when I had that shot, I stepped in, in, into my boot that, uh, you know, I strike it well. But mm. uh, uh, well, I just saw David Tiemann over the line and, and, and tried it. But those two, two and a half seconds uh, of the flight of the ball, I was thinking, mm. well, David Tiemann is in trouble. See if he, he can't make it. And when the ball goes, you know, went in, it just, uh, that was, you know, crazy. And then all my teammates <laughs> over me, 25 players over me. One of my teammates, they kissed me, he kissed me, you know, in my lips. And <laughs> I said, oh, stop, you know, I'm not gay yet. And it's just, it's just maybe in the future, but not now. <laughs> and that was, you know, that was, you know, an unbelievable feeling you know, to, to see, you know, all the Saragossa fans, and uh, I remember my dad was, you know, was there. I tried to, you know, to see my dad in, in uh, you know, but I couldn't see him. See him, but I remember that Terry Venables was, uh, you know, commentating the game. Oh, was he? I just, okay. yeah. Oh, I, didn't I, know that. I was, I was, yeah, I was looking up to to try to see him to say thanks for for everything, you know, yeah. because he gave he gave me a chance to. To, to play in a, in a top level game uh, football and and but I, I you know I didn't see him I, I spoke to him afterwards and I just thank him about about everything I remember that because when the game is finished when you're in the dressing room you've been you know just start thinking about what what happened and obviously I was thinking about you know the Spurs fans uh, and mm. they was I was thinking you know, they were really you know really happy to see you know ex Spurs player scoring a goal against the the biggest rival. Absolutely. I mean, I mean, I mean, it's such an iconic goal. It even has a, a street named after it in a village of uh, Trasmos, uh, Golden Aim, uh, yeah. which is incredible. Um, because again, you, you, you hit the ball so high in the air. It wasn't like a kind of half volley when you just, you know, I'm going to hit this at pace. It, it almost went into orbit, <laughs> the ball did a bit. That's what's so incredible. The trajectory trajectory of the ball is is incredible to watch yeah well i've just uh, hit it with my outside my boot you know mm. uh, outside my on my foot and uh that's why it just go really really high but when you hit it like that uh, the ball usually they go it goes down uh quick and that what happened mm. you know the ball went yeah. really high but at the same time went down so quick because i hit it with uh, outside of my my foot uh but the thing is that you know uh, um, David Tiemann, he, he, you know, it, it was it was really surprising for him because uh, mm. you know he didn't expect that I, I could shoot from from that that range. Mm. No, absolutely, it, it was wonderful. I mean, looking back yeah. at your time at Spurs now, well, over over thirty years ago, which is quite quite depressing itself. So long <laughs> what thirty years? Crazy. What what looking back at you know what, what does Tottenham Hotspur still mean to you to this day? Well, I'm I'm very very Spurs fan. Uh, that was uh, very important in my career to play in uh, in Tottenham. Uh, after after play of Tottenham, uh, just I made my name in the in the game. 
Uh, to play alongside a very great players. I learned a lot from Terry Bambos. I learned a lot from Chris Wardle, Gary Lineker, Gary Mabber, Terry Fenix, you know, the veterans. And uh, I was just a, a young boy. I, I remember I was 21 years old at that time. Uh, and it was so important for my career to, to play, to play, you know, in that one of the biggest, uh, you know, club in Europe and alongside the great players. And after that, I just became, uh, you know, a, a really, really good footballer. Uh, I was just grateful all the time, you know, for not only for Terry Venables and for the for my teammates. Uh, obviously, very grateful for the fans, you know. They always uh, cheering me up. And, mm-hmm. and, and I, I try to make the, you know, the fans happy because my football... It was required when I used to go into the pitch. I just tried to do something different, just to, yes, to make uh, you know the the fans uh, feeling feel good about about this uh, this game. This is this beautiful game. No, well, absolutely. I mean, you you know, you really give us gave us a lot of lot of pleasure over the years. Thank you so Thank much you. indeed. Thank you, very much. Thank, you. Thank you. Thank you. Wasn't that a great podcast? Now, if you've got 90 seconds spare in your day, come and listen to ours. It's called What Has He Said Now? and is available wherever you got this podcast. You're going to lose a number of people to the flu. This is a Playback Media production. Get all the associated links for this podcast at spurshow.net. Sports Social Podcast Network. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.